When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Are you ready to lose weight the easy way? Get Nutrisystem, the proven plan that's worked for millions. And it will work for you, too. You get your breakfasts, lunches, dinners, and snacks delivered right to your door. Delicious foods that are ready in minutes. Now featuring hearty inspirations meals that control hunger for up to five hours. High in protein and bigger than ever. Exactly what you need to feel full, satisfied, and energized as the weight comes off. The secret is the breakfast. Breakthrough science of Smart Adapt, personalized to your metabolism and created to help you break through plateaus. Get your plan for as little as $10 a day. Order Nutrisystem today and start losing weight right away. Millions of people have lost weight on Nutrisystem. You can too. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash new right now and get a special offer. Just go to Nutrisystem.com slash new to get started. Expect to lose an average one to two pounds a week. Offer restrictions apply. See website for details. Welcome to No Filler, the music podcast dedicated to sharing the often overlooked hidden gems that fill the space <laughs> that fill the space between the singles on our favorite records. My name is Quentin. With me, as always, is my brother Travis. And as you can tell from that mess up of the intro, there it's been a while since we've done this, dude. Yeah, we're a little bit rusty right now, dude. We're a little rusty. So yeah, if you if you caught our last two. Rewind episodes. We we mentioned that we were both uh, on vacation of some sort. Quentin was down here in Dallas for uh, his baby shower because he's got their their first human on the way in what August? August fourteenth is the due date. August fourteenth, and then I was on vacation last week on the beach in Alabama. That's the last place. When I think of a beach, I don't think of Alabama. I know. And that's but the I've thing. seen so, pictures. Yeah, they, they've got these great beaches. Um, and my wife's family has been going there since she was a kid. And like, it's just slowly like the secrets, you know, no longer being kept. Like, you know, more and more people know about 
about the, the spot, right? So like this year, more so than ever, I've seen, I saw so many new condos under construction and stuff. That's a shame. It's not going to be this nice secluded little secret spot anymore pretty soon. But, and this is, this might be part of it. And this is actually kind of cool and, and relevant to a music podcast. There's this festival that happens um, at Gulf Shores. It's actually happening right now called the Hangout Festival. And it's a three-day show. It started Friday. So we were there um, as the crowd started to descend on this little beach town. <laughs> nice. And um, yeah, Friday night headliner was Post Malone. Uh, Fall Out Boy was playing. Tame and Paula plays tonight, which I thought was kind of cool. Sweet. Phoebe Bridgers was one of the, the artists, too. So it's, uh, yeah, Leon Bridges was there. Had a bunch of artists that I, that I had never heard of before. But those are some of the bigger names. But anyway, that's probably part of it because, like, it's, you know, a lot of people show up for those types of things, right? Well, that kind of sucks, dude, for, you know, a, a spot that, that Kara's been going to with her family since they were kids. Right. Say goodbye to that spot, dude. But it's still, it, it was still, it was still fine. We enjoyed it. Uh, you know, it wasn't unbearable, the crowds and stuff like that. But yeah. Anyway, we're back. So uh, thank you for being patient with us. And hopefully you enjoyed some rewind episodes that we threw at you. We did our obscure shoegaze episode and Jimmy World's um, Clarity. I thought those were both pretty, pretty great episodes. And the Clarity one went pretty far back, dude. That was an oldie. It, it is. And it also went pretty far back with um, some of the emo stuff that we played. We kind of used that episode as a way to like very, very briefly touch on like the history of email music that led up to Jimmy E. World, right? So yeah, that's, that was a good episode. Anyway, we this is going to be a short episode, but we wanted to at least get something out there since it's been a couple of weeks since we had some new content for you. So yeah, as uh, promised, we're going to talk about a band called Unwound today and... We have shared a track of theirs once upon a time, long time ago, for, you know, back when we did What You, what you Heard at the end of every episode. I brought a track that we're going to be playing today because it's such an amazing track off of this record that they put out called Repetition. It came out in 1996. Compared to some of the other artists that we've, that we've touched on over the last like month and a half or so, you know, these guys are post-hardcore is what they're classified as noise rock experimental rock art punk which is a term i haven't really heard before but i can see how that applies to these guys but yeah there's something really this record in particular there's something different about it compared to some of the other stuff like hum or helmet you know the the more you know heavier leaning kind of alt rock bands that we've touched on these guys there's something very it's his voice and and the really angular guitars that kind of make me think of um a band like Gang of Four. You remember them, Q? Yes, I think so. We talked about them at some point. We may have done an episode, like a sidetrack episode on Gang of Four. But that was mentioned as a as a um, influence on Brett Daniel of Spoon. He had mentioned Gang of Four. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is 1996, you know, so this is after, after grunge had happened, or at least the grunge, like the explosion of grunge had kind of ceased at this point, right? And, um, yeah, honestly, we didn't put any notes together for this. We're just going to wing it. This is going to be a quick and dirty episode. We're just here for the tunes right now. We're here for the tunes. And I want to, before we get, get into these tunes, the song that we introed in with was track one message received. And I don't 
know if that little intro was a good representation of what you're going to hear on this album. You did hear his screaming vocals a little bit at the end. That's kind of representative of, of a little bit of, of what they do. But he's a very monotone singer. We're going to hear that. Like monotone, sort of like, um, God, what's, what's the name of the guy, dude? Joy Division singer. Drawing a blank on his name. Uh, Ian Curtis. There you go. <laughs> kind of Ian Curtis-esque, you know, vocals. Very, very monotone. Yeah. But then he'll scream, which is which is kind of what, what makes them more of that post-hardcore punk. You know, that's where those labels get tossed on them. Yeah. And then that art punk, I think, I, I think of television, you know, and yeah. what they were doing with Marky Moon and stuff. I think that's what makes these guys so different. Yeah. I think I think that, yeah, all of those things kind of play into to the unwound sound. Yeah. Angular guitar, really interesting stuff. Let's take a quick break. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. So, Trav, I actually have used BetterHelp in the past, and it was a really, really great experience. I loved my therapist. He gave me a lot of great tools that I still use to this day. You know, without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. Good news is therapy does work. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be, really. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and you would like some tools to help. Maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with stress. Whatever it is you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. And it's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapists in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. And we've got a special offer for No Filler listeners. You can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash nofiller. That's betterhelp.com slash nofiller. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. So let's dive into it. Yeah. Um, So they are based out of Tumwater and Olympia. So Olympia is the capital of Washington. So Right around the corner from you. They're neighbors, dude. And um, this album, again, it's called Repetition, came out in 96, was recorded in this studio called John and Stu's Place in Seattle. I looked into it. It is now called Reciprocal Recording. It is a studio in, in the Ballard neighborhood of Seattle, Washington. So I'm very familiar with this area. It was active from 84 to 91. The former studio is actually still up the building and i recognize this building dude i've walked past this place oh really yeah but it's not being used as a recording space anymore. i'm, I'm not sure honestly like, i mean that looks dope yeah it's a tiny little space but yeah that's pretty cool so these guys are representing washington we've covered modest mouse as well who are from issaquah of course lots of great music coming out of washington state pacific northwest all that fun stuff so yeah, it says here the, the word repetition was chosen as the album's title because according to singer and guitarist Justin Trosper, I like that word. That's all it says. That's all he said? 
It No, it says it sort of describes a lot of things. People have said that our music is repetitious. So I thought it would be funny if we called our record that. Plus, it's our fifth record, so we're like repeating things over and over. So yeah, um, I think repetition is something that pops up a lot in art rock and um, shoegaze especially. Maybe noise rock as well. Building with repetition in an impactful way. You know, like even if it's just subtle changes along the way. That's the kind of stuff that I like. There's a lot of that on this record. Yeah, and I think I think the best way to really showcase that is just to play this first song here, Q. Let's do it. So this um, is the most popular track on the record, according to Spotify's play counts. But it is worth mentioning, there are no singles on this record. Uh, so, you know, it's all fair game. So this song is, yeah, I can hear the repetition <laughs> in the song when I think about it. But um, yeah, I, repetition has never been a bad thing to me. We talk about how we love repetition in like down tempo songs and stuff, Q. Not that this is anywhere near that, but I'm just saying when done right, repetition is not a bad thing, right? But anyway, let's play this first track here. This song is called Corpse Pose. that repetition man yeah just saying chorus pose over and over again for the chorus right i love it when it's done right man like you said it's just so impactful so the lyrics on the song are, are pretty interesting it's a very like nihilistic song like 
you know, life is meaningless. Like there's no point in believing in anything. Just go ahead and just get into the corpse pose. You know, (laughs) we're dead already. But basically he's saying like sleeping is believing. Breathing is deceiving. Watch your heart. Let it bleed. Don't have faith in anything. And then corpse pose, corpse pose, right? Uh, but uh, yeah, the, the part at the end that we just heard where he starts to scream a little bit is like this interesting contradiction of a statement. He says, don't believe it if you see it. Got to see it to believe it. It's like, you know, people say like, you know, I'll believe it when I see it. He's saying don't believe it if you see it. Pixar, it didn't happen, man. Yeah, Pixar, it didn't happen. But he's saying, he's saying both to, you know, don't believe it if you see it. But you got to see it to believe it. But both of those, they cancel each other out, you know. Dude, I wonder if he foresaw deep fakes, deep fake videos. Dick pics? <laughs> deep, deep fake. Oh, deep fake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm sure dick pics were happening in some form or another back in the 90s. But uh, Polaroid, yeah. They did the two-hour photo, got those dick pics and just mailed them. I have no frame of reference in my mind as far as like when, like when did MySpace take off? It wasn't around until the 2000s, right? When, when everybody had a MySpace, yeah, 2003. Here it is. Okay, yeah. So we're yeah. well, well off from from social media as we know it today. But yeah, he's basically just saying there's no point in anything. There's no don't have faith in anything. You know, just just embrace your death. Classic, like you know, lyrics for. For this kind of music, you know, doing the cockroach, right? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> doing, doing, the, doing the cockroach. I'm is that that's the modest mouse, mouse right? Song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all just doing the cockroach. <laughs> yeah, that was a song about like um, just urban decay, urban repetition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there you go. There, that, that's a really good representation of this of this record. The, the type of music that they're making on this record, corpse pose, is a good. A good way to start, but this next song uh, is the freaking is the haymaker, dude. This is the one that knocks you out. Well, let me just say, dude, uh, and I think the post hardcore, maybe garage rock as well genre is the ones that kind of perfected the uh, monotone voice. Yeah, but I love it, man. Yeah, that th- dude. This is why I love Interpol so much. At least their first record, Turn on the Bright Lights. And it's one of those things where you, you either love it or you hate it, the monotone voice, right? And to some extent, uh, Julian Casablanca of the Strokes had a very monotone voice. Parquet Courts. Yeah, if you want to name a more modern band, yeah. A more modern. And I hear, I hear a little um, Lou Reed, you know, Velvet Underground a little bit. You know what I hear? And this is just a sort of a, a side sidetrack. But um, when he screams, I feel like, I don't remember his name, but the lead singer of Phantom Planet. Mm. sort of sounds like that yeah when he screams totally maybe he was influenced and by the way that's one of my favorite episodes i think we yeah we put that on our our top five yeah that's one of my favorite episodes what was the record that we talked about was it a self it was self-titled talk about their self-titled yeah Yeah. sort of yeah reintroducing themselves to the world that was a good episode that was one of those garage rock but like you know pushing the envelope of garage rock a little bit go back and check that that episode out that was our phantom planet episode couldn't tell you when it came out. It was a couple of years ago, probably. But they're the ones that that wrote that song, California, that was made popular by the OC, the OC TV show. But the album that recovered is far from California. They completely changed their sound. Anyways, 
So yeah, Trev, uh, the bee's knees is coming up. Yeah, like I said earlier, this this next song, this is the one that knocks you out. This is the haymaker. Um, so we gotta we gotta let it play out all the way through. Does haymaker mean that like it it produces the goods? Uh, apparently, the haymaker is like this this punch. This it, it's a punch in boxing. Oh, a powerful punch. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. This this next track, dude. Gotcha. Packs it. And this is the song that I played uh, as a What You Heard years ago. So if you're a long-time listener, you might remember this. But um, it's such a damn good track, dude. And repetition used in the best way possible. Yeah, I, it's it, it's really hard to describe how amazing this song is and how they do it right without listening to it first. So here we go. This is the very next track on the record. This song is called Unauthorized Autobiography. Yeah, the, the the guitar is so effective, the way that it just kind of like cuts through, you know. I don't know if they leaned into the repetition. Probably not, because if that was a if that was how their music was described in the past, then that's just probably part of how they write 
music, but the way that the guitar part repeated itself for a couple more um, measures, maybe is the right word to use during that second chorus to me. Dude, we'll get the uh, the terminology right one of these days. Yeah, know? eventually. <laughs> what am I going to do? Learn about music theory and stuff? <laughs> I ain't got time for that. Well, dude, the word repetition is in the song. Yeah. Bored with my life, repetition. Um, but yeah, the guitar part, man. That's what gets me. And that's that's that angular guitar that Interpol very much embraced. And television as well. And, yeah, and television. I like how he starts this because, you know, this song is a journal entry. Yeah. number It's number 20. Journal entry number 20. Getting older, feeling meaner. Just coasting through life. It's all bullshit. By the time you hit, uh, you, you know, your 30s, like like we are, you know, you, you, you've got your career established, at least most of us do. I'm going to speak for yourself, brother. I know, I know. But you'll see. I'm about to start mine. You'll see. It does get very monotonous, you know, rinse, repeat. Well, speaking of the, you know, leaning into the repetition thing, uh, there's a quote here from Megan McCarthy, not the one that you're probably thinking of <laughs> off the top of your head, uh, of CMJ New Music Monthly. She wrote that the album features a sound that is polished and paced, tethering its bass-driven ferocity to tingling melodies. And then it says here, but also admitted that some songs, such as Fingernails on a Chalkboard, I don't believe we're going to play that one. No, we're not. Songs such as Fingernails on a Chalkboard are too repetitious. So maybe they did lean into it, dude. Um, Have you listened to any of their other albums? Yeah, I listened to some stuff. Yeah, it's similar. You know, this is just kind of, and this is why they, they, they seem to have leaned into and embraced the repetition uh, critique, I guess, because it's just how their music is and it's not a bad thing. But I've listened to some stuff of the very next record, Challenge for a Civilized Society. Well, what about stuff before repetition? Because that's where you'll get your answer, dude. Have they always been repetitious? Yeah, they have. Okay. But I don't think I would have ever noticed it because I don't mind, you know? Yeah. And because they do it so well. Yeah. So as we mentioned, this is going to be a short and sweet episode. So we got one more track for you. But um, I I keep hearing more and more, dude. I I have to think that let – me, let me get his name so we can see it. But it, it seems like the Phantom Planet singer may have been influenced by this guy because the similarities are pretty – Alex Greenwald. The um, the, the vocal style is, is – pretty freaking similar man like to the point of like i don't know can't i can't not i can't unhear it yeah especially on the again like the the music that phantom planet did for their self-titled alex remold has a very like his his voice is pretty um melodic and stuff like he can be but i think in that self-titled they sort of embraced the uh yeah this this more like monotone sound almost all right well let's jump down here to a little bit later in the record to close us out here, can you tell that we didn't do any research for this episode and we're just kind of winging it? We'll call this a sidetrack, and that's yeah. that's for the uh, the OG listeners. A little wink and nod. All right, what are we playing, dude? All right, well, this song is called Devoid. <laughs> Oh, 
their influence, dude, must, I mean, I, I'm curious to know how many bands found Unwound, founded this album, and were influenced by it, because you can hear it. Yeah, you really can. Throughout the early 2000s through the 2010s, even to today, man. Yeah. This was kind of a kind of a peak of what was coming, you know? Um, yeah, dude, I was just hearing uh, some Balkans, too, dude. Frankie Broyles. Yeah. And in, in his voice, straight up, dude. And Balkans, again, is one of our favorite uh, bands that we discovered when we were running New Dust, our music blog. Uh, just a fast-paced and fun punk rock band from the 2010s. So if you like this vocal style, check out our episode on Phantom Planet's self-titled record. And we've done an episode on, on Balkans too, but that was probably a long time ago. But anyway, a lot of times we talk about bands that we know, and most often bands that we know, we've made an episode out of it. So you know, go back through our catalog and you'll probably find episodes on a lot of this stuff. Um, but anyway... So yeah, it, I'm always fascinated. Like this is what I I love sort of tying the tying things together, you know, the thread that goes through all of this stuff and with this album and other albums that came out in the 90s that yeah, seemed like they sort of had their foot in what was right, you know, coming around the corner in the 2000s. It's always fascinated me, right? Yeah. Yeah, cuz you you got to you got to think of the timing, man. You know, like before before the bands that, that we grew up loving in the early 2000s, 2010s, formed bands, when they, you know, were first picking up their instruments and, and messing around, what were they listening to? Yeah. All right. That is a very quick peek at Unwound. Let me wrap it up with, um, you know, tie a little bow on it, dude. Uh, with this quote from Carrie Brownstein, who, of course, is one half of Slater Kinney who was also formed in Olympia in 94. So they were probably in the same circles. You know, I'm sure she knows the dudes from Unwound very well. So she wrote an article for NPR uh, saying that Unwound's influence and successors far outshine its own story, which is a shame because Unwound synthesized all that was exciting about Olympia and music in the Pacific Northwest. It's music dark and often experimental. It had pop riffs that grew out of murkiness only to disappear again. Its songs gave you glimmers of light, but never flooded you with sun. There was angst, but not brutality. It possessed an uneven wilderness, which is all you'd ever want from music. Something unexpected emerging from what we already know. I mean, what better way to, to describe it, dude? I like that last line. Yeah. Something unexpected emerging from what we already know. Yeah, totally. It's good. All right, well... We're going to wrap this episode up next week. I think it's time for a What You Heard episode to close out May. So I got to get my got to get my my stuff together here, Q. Get your ducks in a row, man. Yeah. But I should be able to narrow down my, my list, my, my my working list of What You Heard's um, for, for this month. So yeah, I got a few lined up. So anyway, uh, that'll be next week. And then I don't know if we have any plans after that. We've talked about some stuff here and there. I, well, I say we, we cover uh, that band that Marita Ryan turned us on to. One of our listeners said, hey, you guys should check out Swerve Driver. Um, you know, kind of in the same vein of the alt-rock, somewhat shoegaze, somewhat grungy stuff that we've been covering lately. Uh, so yeah, let's let's do that, dude. So that'll that'll be how we kick off June. Also, dude, you know what I was just thinking about? About my AKG microphone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What you've been thinking about. 
so I've got the, the AKG Podcaster Essentials Kit. You know how we were awkwardly sharing your microphone while I was down to record those little intros for our Rewind episodes? I do remember that, yeah. Dude, I mean, I thought it sounded okay, but, you know, it was it didn't sound great, you know? But So I got a shitty microphone is what you're saying, what you're trying to say. Well, no, but... I don't have an AKG, Q. You don't have an AKG, and uh, this Podcaster Essentials Kit comes with the Lyra, the AKG Lyra microphone, and it captures front and back, dude. And the way it rotates, like, we could have had it set up to where both of us had our own microphone. Did you know that, Trav? It looks like I just blew your mind. This microphone is designed for... For a guest. For, yeah, you can have guest interviews. Yeah, that's going to be good for people who, who want to record a podcast in the same room with somebody else. Like, that'll be a good way to cut down on your costs because you don't have to get a second microphone. You can just sit right across from each other and the Lyra microphone uh, is designed to, to do that. Both voices are going to be coming in as buttery smooth as mine is, dude. Uh, and, you know, I've been flying a lot the last couple of weeks. The way into Dallas, we ended up ha- having to take four flights because one of our flights got canceled. Anyways, dude, between all the flights, it was probably like nine, ten hours total with these headphones on. My ears didn't hurt at all, man. It's ridiculous. That's really impressive to me because, you know, I wear my headphones quite a bit. And these are decent headphones, what I'm wearing. Yeah. But um, I bet they're hurting right now, aren't they? Not yet, but dude, but if we were on this call for another hour or two. Yeah. I would start to experience some ear pain. And so, yeah, that's a, that's a pretty big endorsement of, of, of the AKG uh, quality because if your headphones aren't comfortable, like that's that's a big, that's that's kind of a deal breaker. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and the Podcaster Essentials Kit. So it comes with the Lyra microphone, the K371 headphones, and then it comes with the light version of Ableton Live, which is the audio production software that I use to piece together this show. And it comes with a Berkeley online introductory recording course. It really is everything you need. If you if you want to get started on doing your own podcast, get the AKG Podcaster Essentials Kit. It really is a no-brainer. All right, Q, before we wrap things up, uh, we got at least one shout out to give because this was pretty freaking awesome and it made our day to, to see this. Uh, shout out to Chris Zappa. Uh, he reached out to us on Instagram and said, Hey guys, big fan of your show. I just wanted to let you know that I included your podcasts in a piece I just published titled The Best Podcasts for Serious Music Lovers. Like you said, damn Q, blushing. We're blushing over here. Yeah, dude, I could feel I could feel the blood rushing to my face. Yeah, and he, you know, on this list are some shows that, you know, you and I would consider like the best of the best like music podcasts right creme de la creme dude for music podcasts yeah like song exploders on here quest loves podcast is on here yeah but anyway so to be included on that list uh it's a big big deal and we really appreciate that and it's an honor to be included dude all songs considered is on here mm. what more do you need to say mm. anyway so thank you chris for, for for including us on that that list that's a that's a big honor and we really appreciate it you can find it on medium medium.com so yeah find chris zappa there and follow him uh he, he writes about music basically so why wouldn't you want to uh to follow him and what he does he's a music writer so yeah thanks thanks chris for that uh we really appreciate that and um that is that for this week and next week we will be coming at you with our what you heard from may and you can also find us on instagram 
which is where, hey, thank you, those of you who have reached out to us, because we've been asking about that and sort of like, you know, encouraging our listeners to to reach out to us. I would say begging. Begging. At some point, we were both, you know, on our hands and knees begging. And it seems like it's, it's finally worked. We've, we've heard from a lot of you recently, and it's great. Uh, keep it up. Uh, we just had somebody send us uh, some recommendations uh, for some shoegaze stuff. So we'll be we'll be circling around to that. Like we said, after our What's Your episode, we're going to devote an entire episode to a, a band recommended to us by one of our listeners. So we'll, we'll um, mention that again on the episode. But yeah, as of right now, that's the best way to talk to us is on Instagram. So you can find us, just search No Filler Podcast and follow us on Instagram. And yeah, if you have any any bands that you love, any recommendations, you know the type of stuff that we like to talk about. So send us your recommendations. And, and you know, at the very least, we'll give you a shout out. And we might even play a song that you recommend to us at the end of a What You Heard or something like that. Find us on Instagram. And also, of course, you can always find us on the Pantheon Podcast Network. That is the home for music podcasts. There are dozens of other great music-related podcasts on that network, including ours. So if you want to sort of get them all, get all the shows on the Pantheon Podcast Network in your feed, you could follow Pantheon Podcasts on Spotify. And each week, our episode will pop up in that stream, you know, along with every other show on the network. Anyway, that's that. PantheonPodcast.com. Next week, we will come at you with a What You Heard episode And until then, we will talk to you guys later. My name is Travis. And I'm Quentin. Bye-bye. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. 
That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 